I think one of the problems where we arrived at this mass infantilization of the West is because it created the nuclear family in the early 1800s. Um, and it's only Western and it's only modern and very recent. There are no nuclear families in any other cultures. So I can assure you that. Um, it, it was simply the splitting up of the village. Mm -hmm. and, and the splitting up of the village made us more frustrated and we get more frustrated, we also get more productive. It was the arrival of capitalism inside of farming. Huh. If you always have the tit at all times, how the fuck is any meaning ever gonna occur to you because there's no journey for you, there's no growing up, and there's no time when you come back and you have a tit to give to somebody, meaning you're a grown up woman, or you're a man supporting and protecting a woman and giving her the resources so she can have that tit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly what the phallic intrusion is about. What we envy from our parents when we see their grown-up genitalia when we're one year old is not to have that genitalia, but is that the genitalia represents being a grown-up who now can support himself or herself and even create an abundance. And that's what the tit represents. And that abundance can then be given to a child so that the cycle of life can continue. The new generation can be born and bred and one day take over. Mm -hmm. This has to be the fundament of ethics. So yeah. well, ethics is not about good and evil. It's about growing up. It's about growing up. And, and it's, about, it's about encouragement and, and criticism, both, um, you know. Yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is that we only need the magical gaze the first year of our life. That, that sort of unrecorded law, we only need it the first year of our life because after that, the phallic gaze takes over and it, it takes over the entire horizon. Precisely because the phallic gaze, the fatherly gaze, is the gaze that both teaches you how hard reality is. Yeah. It teaches you what you've done, explains to you what you've just done so you get it, explains how you can improve on it the next time you do it. Yeah. And also points you towards whether this is your archetype or not, like saying you got talent for this. Yeah. So that's or, male, I, I would say that's male compassion, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, or, or a lephalic compassion, you, whatever you well, want. Oh, it's a grown-up compassion. Grown-up well, compa grown compassion is, is, is deeply kind, but it's... it's, it's yeah, well, your mother can be... It doesn't feed you a dream. It doesn't give you a dream. It gives you, it gives you a taste of, of, of reality. Though. Yeah, and what we call it the phallic case is not that exclusively belongs to men, although yeah. men are supposed to be good at this, right? What we attach it to the phallic, attaches to the phallic, because we already have occupied, preoccupied our entire imagination onto the matrix where we came from the womb and onto mm -hmm. the male that fed us the first year. And we haven't seen anything else. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that the female body supported us, it's that we completely allowed the female body to play the first of the two acts of the drama. Mm -hmm. So that's done its job. Mm -hmm. Meaning for a, for a girl, it can be what she attempts to be one day when she wants the phallus inside of her, yeah. okay? The phallic gaze then is, is the empty space that can take on the second act of drama. That's Which exactly is, why we attach it to the male body and we expect men to be phallic. We expect men to deliver the phallic gaze. And if not our father, then we go to the grandfather, we go to the older man or the elderly. And the elderly definitely has that phallic gaze. And we even think that he has a father who's died. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Father, that's God, that's the origin of religion. So we look at God being represented today by the elderly man, and we go to the elderly man, say the grandfather, and we ask him for advice. And he will then redirect us into reality and say, this is what you're good at, this is what you should do, this is how hard you have to work on it, and if you do that, you can one day be like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great, yeah.
that is the journey from, from the infantile towards the grown-up we all need to do. And one day maybe we can go even beyond the grown-up state and that's when we'll be the elderly, we'll live the full life and we still have a few years left and that's when we become wise men and wise women. And those are the patriarchs and the matriarchs. Mm -hmm. The leaders have left the reproduction cycle. They're beyond adult. They're giving, give, we even give them a kind of divine shame, right? So. They, they, they're ready for the, to go to them because they have no self-interest left in anything they do. Mm -hmm. They can even point to the man to go out there and support and protect the woman so the woman can give birth to the child and then breastfeed that child the first year. Again, that, that's definitely one of the characteristics of an infantilized society is, well... Lacking. To begin with, the tribe is gone. The, 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 tribe, in, the tribe contains the, the elders. The elders are gone, is what I wanted the to say. The elders are gone, yeah. yeah. It's youth worship. Okay, so I think the tragedy of the West started in the 1950s because we basically killed 70 million men in the, first, in the Second World War, and, and the First World War did the damage to their, their parents in turn. So mm -hmm. there were two generations of men lost, meaning the, the, the detrimental damage to society is that there are no fathers to teach the sons to be sons and to them be fathers, right? So that was gone. After 1945, what then took over was that America was from the very beginning a very infantile dream of endless expansion. Mm -hmm. What I point out to this is that in 1492, the world doubled in size. Mm -hmm. Columbus discovered America and the Americans discovered oh, the Europe. Like this, right? Mm -hmm. And suddenly mm -hmm. we have the communication between these worlds and the world expanded immensely. Now the Americans then dreamed, if this was the, imagine it was your European father was Columbus, right? And you're an American kid, you're his son. So you have an American dream that you're gonna expand endlessly as well. Well, the American expansion stopped with Hawaii in 1959. That was their Palestine, their Tibet, okay? Mm -hmm. So America stopped expanding. And beyond that, there was no place to expand. So what did they do? They went through the roof, they went into space. Now look at the moon landing in 1969. Look at the difference between the moon landing in 1969, Discover America in 1492. Discover America in 1492, unify the world and double it in size. That's a pretty amazing thing to happen. Certainly the biggest thing to have happened for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Moon landing, what happened? You sent a few guys off to the moon, a place where human beings should not be to begin with because they can't even survive there. Not even with their astronaut dresses on, you know, their bodies deteriorate in no time at all. They all got yeah. more or less you know, psychiatrically deceased when they got back. That's why we don't saw the astronauts on TV doing talk show interviews after they got back. The problem, they more or less freaked out all of them. So they came back to planet Earth. And did we go back to the moon after 1969? No. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why? Because it's useless. Well, There's nothing there. Yeah. That is exactly. I guess that's that's the that's the point where America started to slide, right? Right at that point. Yes. When they when they got on the moon. And why did why did they want to go to the moon in the first place? Because they were little boys. They came out of the 1950s when we celebrated the teenager as the ideal of what it means to be human. <laughs> yeah. The sexually active boy or a young man or young girl for that matter, who instantly gets gratification, everything it does. Everything about 1950s culture, Americana, teenage culture was about ice creams and candy and coming. Mm -hmm. Pornography starts there, right? So, so it's all about coming, coming, coming. I mean, no, 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 I'm gonna get everything I want, I'm gonna get it now. And because I'm 18 or 19 years old, I'm at the peak of my life. Yeah. No wonder the Chinese interpretation of that in the 1960s was the Cultural Revolution, which is exactly 
The other side of the coin, if you look at the American teenager, and thankfully mm -hmm. America didn't have it, China got it, was the Cultural Revolution, was the celebration of the teenager, which in China went to such an extreme because authority worship was so strong in Chinese culture that when it finally turned around with Mao Zedong, mm -hmm. yeah. the young went out and killed their own parents on a massive scale. Mm. That is the real tragedy. When the teenager believes that he's at the peak of life and he gets everything Today's social justice warriors. I'm 23 years old, I've got an Instagram account and I know everything and everybody should listen to me because I'm the wise woman now. No, you're not. Hmm. You're a child and you know nothing. This is, this, this is the tragedy with, with the digital so far that we've been dominated by the younger generation. They first jumped onto new technologies and they instantly thought of MySpace and Facebook and Instagram as this is our time to shine. The parents have to learn from us now because we get digital and they don't. Mm -hmm. But learning the technology wasn't the point. Opening a Facebook account, you'll learn that in minutes. Now, using that account wisely, even to your own advantage, even more so to the advantage of your team, to the advantage of your family, mm -hmm. to the advantage of your tribe or your subculture, that takes effort. That takes knowledge. That takes years of experience. And we're only now beginning to grasp how we should use digital. And it's still full of people who think it's about marketing yourself. It's about throwing yourself at people. It's about getting in the way. Why are these marketing departments frustrated with us installing ad blockers? Why don't they learn? We don't want them. Mm -hmm. Advertising is rape. Yeah. It's rape. We call it spam for a reason. We hate it. Stop advertising then. I don't want you. I want to learn myself to find what I need online. And I've got algorithms to help me get there. And if the algorithms become dirty, if the algorithms get influenced by the advertising, if that's what Google search is doing eventually, then we're gonna leave Google too. And we need to find search engines that are completely cleansed from advertising. It's a bit like, make sure you have sex without rape being involved in it, right? It's a bit like that. Because mm -hmm. we, we're tired of the raping that's been done to us by, 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 by consumer society, by, by the marketing departments of these companies who okay. can't take no for an answer. And they go after us all the time. They got okay. to stop doing that. Speaking of rape, um, yeah. th there's been, uh, let's say in the West, uh, with all these gurus, we, we mentioned Osho, but there's, there's been literally maybe a hundred male gurus who have been pretty much taken out by the culture. And many of them have been accused of rape and, and yeah. uh, that, that sort of thing. And, uh, um, uh, and many of them have been purporting to teach Tantra and that sort of thing. So what's, what, the hell's, what the hell's going on? Okay, it's easy to understand. Number one, because we're lacking parents so much, we start applying parenthood in all kinds of roles where it doesn't belong. Okay, we think of teachers as role models. Mm -hmm. They're not. Okay, just, just give, I'll give you this option. Do you want to learn something? Okay, if you want to learn something, do you prefer to have a role model teacher with mediocre teaching? Or would you prefer to have a mad teacher who's good at teaching you? Oh, I go for madness every time, that's but, but that's, that's just called, me. I'm that's <laughs> called, no, that's not just you. It's called okay. crazy wisdom. Yeah, crazy wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but you can, how can you have crazy wisdom in the internet age when everybody has a 
you know, a camera on you and, and that, that sort of thing. And, and well, we, how, how, do you, how do you distinguish between who's the real lunatic and, and, and who's the real crazy Well, either we're going to have perfect politicians or absolutely useless. Mm -hmm. Or we have human beings as politicians are brilliant at doing politics. Yeah. That's why we voted for Donald Trump. And the more they accuse him of not being perfect, the better he gets. I, I've become a bigger Donald Trump fan by the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I hate perfection. I hate perfection with a passion because the perfect teacher is a useless teacher. If you expect your teacher to replace your parents because you didn't believe in your parents, you didn't respect them, to be a role model for, again, it's instant gratification. If I just copy him, I'm fine. Yeah. No. The teacher yeah. should be ruthless to you. I prefer to have a teacher as an alcoholic asshole. Yeah. Because I, I think he's a much better teacher because I, th I actually think he's really devoted about the teaching because he's failed himself applying the teaching onto his own life because then he's more passionate about it. Like what I did not achieve, maybe you can do. That's a good teacher. Mm -hmm. That's called crazy wisdom in the East. And we need to understand that concept in the West because if we don't forgive people for not being human, they will never learn anything and we cannot allow ourselves to be human. This is why the teenage rebellion has failed us because if the teenage rebellion works, you learn from your parents. Your parents are not gods. Your parents are human. Your parents have failed at their own values. Your parents cannot live up to their own values. That's exactly the point with the teenage rebellion. It prepares you for the initiation ritual so that you can allow yourself to be human and not try to be some kind of god. Because the god is the child's fantasy of what it's like to be grown up when you don't have sexuality yet. The little boy has the little boy's penis, dreaming about what it's like to have the grown-up man's penis, has no idea what it's like to have the grown-up man's penis. Meaning when he fantasizes about it, he fantasizes about some kind of perfection. This is the problem with Platonism. This is the problem with the boy pharaohs of Egypt. This was the problem with Adolf Hitler. Our whole history is full of boys dreaming what it's like to be man. They have no idea. And we expect your parent to be your, your teacher, say, sorry, good Freudian slip there. We expect your teacher to be your parent, your perfect parent, meaning a role, role model. You forget about the whole point of teaching. The point of teaching is you. The, the, the you point of teaching is to challenge you and, and so that you can learn, right? So, you, so can... you can learn and be at least, you know, an improvement on the previous generation, which is the whole point with civilization. Uh -huh. Which like, the teacher hopes for you that, look at me, I'm miserable, I'm a drunk, I fuck the wrong people, I do the wrong things, but at least that made me learn. Mm -hmm. And I've learned the hard way that I could have done better. So learn from me. Learn, you know, l let me teach you. Learn from me how I did my life so that you can improve on it. The whole point of writing things down or writing books is for people to say, I tried, I did it this way. This is what worked, this is what didn't work. And yeah. what didn't work, maybe you can make work the next generation. Yeah. It seems that today you can't, you can't have any faults or something. It's like... No, it's just the beginning of digital. It's, it's, still, it's it was disgusting. still in the infantile like, stage of yeah. digital. We stayed in a very early stage of digital. So everybody... Well, how are we going to get over this virtue signaling political... I mean, all of this sort it's of... Gonna attack, on mob, us. mob attacking of people, you know, you know, and... It will die in its own. It will die on its own. We will, will discover it's that it's fucking death worship. It's just death worship. It's worship of perfection. It's a childish fantasy of what you're going to be like if you're human. This yeah. whole, this whole, like, as soon as a politician makes a mistake, they must go. What are you going to end up with a really lousy set of politicians, aren't you?
because you're going to end up with these perfect people who have no idea how to do politics and they're going to be really awful at what they should have been good at, which is doing politics. Why don't you concentrate on the political skill? Why do you, why do you, why do you focus on the private lives of politicians? You're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. I prefer and really an alcoholic drug addict as president, as long as it's good at being president, because I think you'd be much better president than Miss. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Is there's this intolerance towards eccentricity, uh, uh, or, or 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 some sort of, yeah, as you say, like ideal human. Uh, you have to be this ideal human in every moment, and you end up being this completely plastic being, or or. It's, it's, it's like, you know, I, I trust okay. people who are flawed as, as well or who are exactly a little bit nuts or a little bit, you know, a little bit wild that haven't completely tamed their ego to the point where they always have the right thing to say and they're just sort of a talking head. This phenomenon in America is called the preacher in the whorehouse. Okay, so you find the preacher in the whorehouse with his pants down. You mm -hmm. know what? After you exposed him in the whorehouse, yeah. if you really did listen to him after that happened, he'd finally be a good preacher. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Yeah. But he was the wrong preacher before you found him in the horrors because he was a hypocrite and he was preaching. Oh, yeah, because now, his mind was full of dirt. <laughs> Whereas yeah, after he had that experience, maybe he, he became... So what uh, we do in contemporary well, society is when we find the preacher in the horrors, what we do constantly, we fire him. He can no longer be the preacher. God, big mistake. Uh -huh. Big mistake, because you're going to replace him with a preacher who is so castrated. He can't even imagine going to horrors. Do you think he's going to be a good preacher because of that? Mm -hmm. He's going to be awful at it. Because you're mistaking one thing for the other. I love humans. Yeah. Well, the old I Tibetan stories. I love alcoholics. I love whores. Yeah. I love the executioners. I love the miserable people. Anybody that the rest of the tribe are pushing out to the outskirts of the tribe, almost out of the tribe, they're the most interesting people today. These are my friends. I'm one of them. These are the people we need to listen to today because you're going to end up in a position where all these perfect people that we've elected as politicians and we've chosen to be our preachers and we put, you know, in the churches. My God, you put all these perfect people in there. That's exactly why the church is dying today. Catholic church can still be saved. Protestantism is dead and over because Protestantism was the first place where you only allowed perfect people to preach, allowing the preaching itself to be mediocre and really bad and stupid. That's mm -hmm. exactly what Protestant Christianity is the least interesting religion on the planet today and the first one to die when digital hits us. Because mm -hmm. it's full of mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Mediocrity is the enemy of mankind, not evil. Mediocrity. Well, the Catholic Church seems to be full of, full of pedophiles and stuff like well, that. Well, once they've cleaned that, they've got one thing speaking for them. I'm interested in Catholicism, and the team I work with, we're going to work mm -hmm. start working with Catholics soon, as soon as they clean up the pedophile priest, because, again, that's, again, a misunderstanding. It's, it's just like, why did you let people into the church in the first place who were heterosexual men who were sacrificing something, meaning celibacy, because that was a pretty good idea. Oh, we live in a society where nobody can sacrifice anything any longer, oh, yeah, but then yeah, you've yeah. got to fold the church. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have any priests in that case. Mm -hmm. That is the beginning of tantric. Mm -hmm. The ultimate tantric is the priest who says, I'm not going to have sex at all because I'm going to be a great priest. Yeah. That's Catholic tantra for you. Yeah, yeah. Now, if nobody... no, I, I, I suspect also that there is a Catholic tantra. I, I, I... That is Catholic tantra. It's put it I didn't mean to put Catholicism on the spot, particularly. Mm -hmm.
So crazy wisdom is the other aspect of Tantra we need to learn and understand. And I tell you what, ha every tantric guru on the planet has probably been accused now after Me Too because Me Too has just gone absolutely lunatic. Yeah. The vast majority of accusations made during Me Too were false, made by mad women, resentful yeah. mad women who fantasized and made up stories about men and were not held accountable for it. At least in Sweden where I live, they're all being brought to court now. And it, the court cases are just massive. These women are sent off to jail now in Sweden because they were liars all along and we all believe them. The older women weren't listened to. The older women said all along about me too. Wait a second, these 23-year-old girls with Instagram accounts, they're full of bullshit and they're liars. Yeah. The vast majority of them are just lying. Making I think, up, high I think, on their own power, right? So we need to, of course, all the tantric girls we accuse. I would say half of the tantric girls are completely innocent. Mm -hmm. Another quarter of the tantric girls are, the accusations are widely overdone just because you slept with a 17 year old. And today we can't even handle sex between teenagers in our society. That's how fucked up we are because teenagers are supposed to have sex with each other. Okay. We can't even handle that. It's like, you cannot have sex or think about sex before you're 18. Sorry. That's not how biology works. I, I jerked off when I was 10. Okay. That was eight years of hell if I wasn't allowed to have a sex life. So, mm -hmm. okay. So that's wrong. But, but, then sure you got the assholes in there and yeah send them off to prison then but you know take them to court prove that the accusations are correct and yeah. take them off the tantric guru status for a while send them off to jail but once they get out of jail i want to bring them back in because i think those guys if they did all those mistakes if they committed those crimes they'll probably be good pretty good teachers when they're 60 70 years old maybe even the best teacher we can have this is crazy wisdom it is the people who've gone through the hardest things in life and failed. Yeah. They're the well, you, best possible teachers. You mentioned, you mentioned mercy. Uh, you mentioned mercy as, as a virtue that needs to be brought back. And I that's think that, the best. I think that's right. I think we're very unmerciful and we're, we're, you know, uh, in, in our attitude. And this lessens, this lessens our humanity. It reduces our humanity. Yeah, and exactly. That's the great thing with Catholicism. That's yeah. the great thing with it. It's just that it, to the overall grand narrative that you and I are talking about in all our conversations here, mm -hmm. the grand narrative, I think the contribution Catholicism will make is that we need to go back to mercy because I don't see mercy in these. I don't see Zoroastrians are very merciful. The Buddhists certainly not and the Taoists certainly not. So mercy is going to be incredibly important in a world where everything is being memorized. Mm -hmm. Everything catches up with you. Yeah. The facts finally return. So you, you, you have no more. reality yeah. is going to be the ultimate judge. And in that case, if facts reality catches up with you, mercy has to return it. And that's exactly when you say, this guy was an asshole. Yeah. He abused people sexually and called himself a tantric guru, although he was the only young guy. His talent was, was the right one. He was way too young to teach on the level where he assumed he could teach. So it was a narcissistic tantric guru. And it's a narcissist who's a tantric guru who's dangerous. So if you get a tantric guru who's going to teach a tantra and he's narcissistic, watch out, because he's probably going to rape and abuse you along the way. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we send him off to prison. Take 20 years. We give him access to libraries while he's in prison. So you can study, but we're going to lock you up because you don't deserve your autonomy. You don't deserve your freedom. Lock you up. That's what you do with people. You put them in prison. And then maybe we surprise him when he gets out after 20 years and said, now you'll probably learn. And even if we still can't trust you, and you're probably gonna go back to the alcohol and the drugs and all the other abuses to yourself that you did. Still, you could be really valuable as a teacher. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's how we read novels of people who fucked up their lives. We learn from them. Mm-hmm. We read, yeah. we read these, we read these biographies that people write, and, and it's exactly when they failed that we learn from them. This is why I failed. This is how I failed. This was the mistake I made. And hopefully soon we're going to have these stories about all these men and women who write stories about, oh God, I think I was high myself when I was 23 and I was narcissistic and I was dying for the phallic gaze, but I wanted it to be magical. And, you know, I didn't want anybody to make any demands on me because I thought I could get everything instantly now and then. And then finally I made the mistakes and finally I was thrown off the stage and I was probably even sent to prison and I learned. Yeah. And I came back, and that's when you can write an autobiography. And the beauty of the autobiography oh, yeah. is written this way with all the failures and mistakes in it, is that we can learn from it. That is crazy wisdom. Mm-hmm. And besides bringing the term tantra to the West, you and I are also bringing the term crazy wisdom to the West because we need to understand crazy wisdom, especially when we move into an age. Mm-hmm. Where the super ego injunction is going to be enormous. Yeah. Where well, the, the, the is super ego enormous. injunction, meaning, as you say, there's this kind of judging mechanism which is being created. I would even say, I think you agree, Andrew, that the fundamental mistake of modern politics, the fundamental flaw of modern politics that nobody's discussed, mm-hmm. is that we have the C team as politicians or the Z team, the lowest, worst possible team are the current politicians because we shot and killed all the people who should have been politicians by demanding they must be perfect and by creating any tiny little scandal around them, we threw them out. Mm -hmm. The result of that is that the voters are themselves only to blame. The voters are guilty. It was the voters of Germany elected Adolf Hitler. It was the German people who were guilty huh. of putting the boy Farrell in charge. It I was, was the just most thinking that in, in France, Germany. where I live, it in was France, the Germans who were guilty. And it's the same thing with us today. We haven't learned. Today, we're all in the West, American, European voters alike. We're voting for little boys and little girls to be politicians because we don't allow anybody to grow up and make mistakes. Because we don't allow anybody to make mistakes, we're not electing the wise men and wise women who should be politicians. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I was thinking that France still has a certain tolerance for, you know, um, flawed humanity. Really? How about the yellow jackets? Hello? How about the yellow jackets and Macron? Well, they used to anyway. All the way when it comes to that. Yeah, he may be an asshole. So what? No, That's what I meant. Macron wouldn't, wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be elected somewhere else because he's, he's married to a older woman, right? That's a good sign. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's a good sign. That, that's, that's my point is that, does, is that French people have a certain, you know, tolerance for eccentricity still, which I no, think they don't. They from don't America. Any no, they don't. They're well. also chill. They don't any longer. They used okay. to. But the yellow jackets out there just prove to me they're all children too. The French have become infantilized too. And you look at French people's behavior. They oh, no yeah. longer eat the kidneys and red wine sauce that took them two hours to cook. They're eating hamburgers and Subway sandwiches too. No, that's globalism, right? No, no, it's just just a sign of infantilization. Mm -hmm. Just look at the number of Big Macs consumed in a culture, and you know exactly how infantilized it has become. Mm. The more fast food people eat, the more children they are. Mm -hmm. The more stupid they become. It's just, it's just facts. It's, it's just there. You could, you could, you could. The Big Mac, the real Big Mac index, should really be that. The more Big Macs eat, the more stupid and childish you are. The French have gone childish too. I see, I see children everywhere, but not the children God wants. It's not the children of God. It's not the children who want to grow up and be it's adults. overgrown children, overgrown children. These are children who refuse to grow up. 
These are perverted children. Because the phallic intrusion is failing on a massive scale. We call this absent phallus syndrome. Okay, so this in our work. So, so in some in some sense, your argument is that the, the tantra and crazy wisdom, that's what we need. That that's the answer. Yes. That's why you and I decided to have a discussion today only on one word, tantra. Mm. 